Keep my name out your mouth. Now listen up. The tradition of Festivus begins with with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. But now it's back to the lab. Hello, 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 and welcome everybody to the last Hungry Gamers episode of 2020, the annual Festivus for the Rest of Us edition. I am your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan 8 Bits. And joining me today, my two tumbers on this journey. One is my podcast writer, die. You can find her on Deb Socials at Miss Ellie Hart. And the other one, Captain Dimples. You can see him talking tactics on Dem Socials or also on Dem Socials in general fair at Turbo Kerbo. That's missing the Iron Kerbo. We're talking about Reese Kirby. Sadly, the King of Iron Fist has been kicked out of the tournament. Slam TD, nowhere to be seen. So we've got uh, three quarters of the Dream Team back again. What is going on? It has been a goddamn hot minute. What up? Yeah, we we back back from sabbatical. Back, and, uh, baby. Feeling fine, feeling good, looking good, and I feel good looking at you. You yeah. are looking good. You are looking good. You're looking sprightly. Still not a not a great to be seen. I don't know what's happening here, but I've gone fully down the uh, old man embracing of the the stereotypes of salt and pepper and bad back and early nights and bad bowels, where you're just uh. Aging like a fine wine. So, Look, uh, as long as is. I don't have to wipe your ass, I'm sure our friendship will remain intact. <laughs> never say never. Never say never. <laughs> I'd but... do it for you too, baby. I'd do it. <laughs> Depends on what uh, what I've been eating. Uh, so I'll, I'll I'll let you guys know my uh, my sort of dining habits for the week coming up. So if it does get to that stage, you can sort of pick and choose when it's going to be a bit solid or a bit uh, bit more loosey goosey. But anyway, let's uh, let's get off this. <laughs> off this poo-shaped hill before all the listeners turn off. But uh, yeah, we are here. It is the last episode of The Hungry Gamers for 2020. Mm. Uh, we did schedule to have the whole band back together, but uh, in typical band fashion, one of our bandmates went uh, all rock star, threw a TV out of a window, jumped out himself, and now he's passed out somewhere in the main streets of the Sydney CBD after one too many beers. So, uh, Dreamo, hope you're doing okay, but uh, you're killing us, but you're very on brand with that, so... The show must go on. We've waited long enough. And um, obviously Festivus, for those that aren't aware what Festivus is, it is the the airing of grievances. So uh, we, are, we sort of come come together every year to talk about our grievances within the video game industry. Uh, talking could be particular gaming titles, community-centric. Then we turn it inwards and talk about the grievances we have with one another. And then also just anything else we want to talk about while we are... I guess, dealing that kind of dirt on things around the world. So, um, Kerbo, what have you been doing? Tell us tell us what's happening. I know you got Turbo uh, Tactics that is sort of kicking off and you're sort of foraying into uh, some, some strap games and some tactics games. And what you been doing, man? What's What's been happening in the last uh, little while? Uh, yeah, look, uh, I've made a, made a venture back into the scene with... Uh... My take on strategy tactics games, which is just something that popped up for me, uh, sort of rekindled the love um, for my video games. I took a bit of a break to just go and find myself and, uh, you know, just really get back in touch with uh, who I am and what I need to do to make 
life, this thing we call life, a, uh, a beautiful, beautiful thing. And uh, now that I've got all my cards in order, I'm, I'm back to getting, you know, back in the scene and see, seeing what's happening. And I felt the best way to do that is offer something that I personally love and feel there's a bit of a gap in the market for, which is these tactics games, strategy games. And, uh, you know, I just found the first one that I loved and chucked it up and started an Instagram for it and just been going from there. And, uh, yeah, I'm just enjoying seeing where that goes. And I'm just, uh, yeah, putting out some content here and there. I've taken a little bit of a break over the past month, but I'll be back in the new year with some new stuff. So, um, yeah, you can find me on socials at Turbo Tactics. Uh, or you can find me um, at, uh, I don't even know what my Twitter handle is anymore. It's Turbo Kerbo, but there's no I in Kerbo. So yeah, there you go. Turbo K-R-B-O. And that's my personal Insta handle as well. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, I'm just doing my thing. Good to be back. Yeah. It's good to see you, Sudi. You're like one of them little uh, little meerkats I've noticed on Twitter. You're starting to just pop that little head out, look out, little and then back under again. It was a couple just... of years of silence. I just have these nuggets of wisdom, you know, and now I'm trying to just say one controversial yet slightly humorous thing every single day, trying to get my engagement up. So by all means, please challenge my opinions. Please retweet me. Get back at me. Let's have a conversation. Uh, I'm down for it. Wild ideas. I love that. I love that. And uh, I guess that's very on brand with Festivus here. We are. We are challenging opinions. We're talking about things that have disappointed us, things that have hurt us, things that have just uh, you know, not landed the way they should have in 2020. And it has been a year. So uh, this is probably going to be the most on-brand Festivus episode we may ever do with uh, the year that probably everybody has had. Uh, but uh, one last thing. Uh, obviously, this is going to be the last episode of The Hungry Gamers for a little while. So we'll be back we back sort of mid, mid-January uh, at the moment. We're sort of finalizing dates, but uh, we should be back around mid-ish January, give or take. Uh, and yeah, so we've got some pretty good changes coming to the show as well as some cool things uh, getting redone and retooled within 8-Bit as a whole. So uh, keep your eyes and ears, peered, uh, eyes and ears peeled even to peeled uh, the socials at We Are 8-Bit on, on them socials and also keep heading over to 8-Bit.net just to check that website for when... The new one goes live in the new year. But uh, what do you think? Should we get into this and uh, start things off with uh, some gaming disappointments? Let's do it. At the Festivus dinner, you gather your family around and tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. Let's rumble! All right, so the first one, the biggest gaming disappointments of 2020. And uh, we did get... uh, a good hefty amount of uh, listener feedback there. So we're going to go through the listener responses first, uh, sort of jump in where you think there might be some additional commentary needed on some of these responses. And then we'll jump in and share our uh, biggest gaming disappointments of 2020. So this could be a game, a character, a studio, the industry as a whole, whatever, you know, it's open slather. You can just, uh, you know, rain hellfire on whatever disappointed you the most in 2020. And Dodgy Dan started off with just Marvel, dot, dot, dot. Very open-ended. Obviously, that could be because we first time we didn't get a, a movie release from Marvel uh, in, in, a, in a calendar year. Could be Marvel's The Avengers, which was the game that uh, broke many people's hearts, mine included. I mean, Nasi, Steven Min Min making it into Smash. 
Steve obviously from Minecraft, Min Min from something. I got no skin in the Smash game. Oh, it's arms? No skin. Is that the arms character? Oh, it is arms. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not a Smash person by any means, but I, I get why that's a disappointment because there's been so many other opportunities and even Sephiroth um, recently being announced. I, I I can tell people are uh, disappointed with that and I, I get it. You know, I, 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 hear, I hear where they're coming from. Guys with swords, da, 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 guys with swords. There's so many guys with swords in Smash. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no, no. I think if any anyone should have been added to, um, you know, Smash Brothers, it really should have been Belle Delphine. Uh, I think she had probably the most skin. In oh, the game. throwing bathwater um, on people, you reckon? Yeah, I mean a bathwater acid attack, uh, a money scam, um, you know, a simp sort of uh, spell potion, a forced OnlyFans donation. Yeah, so I, I that was my big vote to put in, but uh, disappointingly, arms guy. So hmm, I get it. God, I didn't think we'd uh, we'd get a Delphine reference on here, but that's uh, fantastic. So Huge bloke. <laughs> Call of Duty Cold War. I'd, I'd like to know more about why it's disappointing because Miss Hart, you and I have both both enjoyed our time with Cold War so far. Yeah, it was the first Call of Duty that really brought me back. Just so, bloke. yeah, maybe, maybe huge bloke was on the receiving end of uh, some Nuketown twenty four seven, and was just getting my, spammed my with grenades just getting and blades. Constantly. Can I ask a question about Cold War? Because uh, mm. I haven't played it, but uh, are we really capturing the Cold War era? Like, is there martinis and cocktails and underground bunkers and uh, is there stuff like that going on, or is it? I haven't played the story, but from the scenes that I've actually seen um, from the stories, like there's what was the actor that. Robert clearly portrayed yeah like the 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 des- like costume design and then overall aesthetic seems to be there um music wise i haven't heard anything yet but mm. yeah it's very very on brand for that that period of time like it is 80s personified it's so good it's so mm. good i'm i'm vibing this game so sorry huge bloke that it didn't didn't mesh with your uh your cold war aspirations but uh it certainly landed here for for us uh, not Doritos chip, Shadowlands delayed. Obviously, that got kicked. I think it was about six weeks, I think, was the delay for uh, World of Warcraft Shadowlands expansion. But it's out now and everyone seems pretty horny for it. So, uh, <laughs> better late than never. Reminiers, Halo not being launched with Xbox Series X and as well as constant delays of Cyberpunk 2077. Yep. Yeah, Cyberpunk's getting a little bit of, bit of press here. So, I might just uh, rattle off a couple of other Cyberpunk references. So, Tom, Cyberpunk, what a mess. Crispy Jerk, delays to Cyberpunk, understandable but still disappointing. Uh, as I quickly skim down here in case there's some more Cyberpunk references. Nope, nope, nope. But there is also, um, in regards to Call of Duty, uh, our man Brent, who obviously last year, last week in the uh, end of year extravaganza, said one of the worst things to happen to him in 2020 was him to have a kid. Uh, he is saying Call of Duty Warzone was his uh, biggest gaming disappointment of 2020. Uh, but if we sort of jump back up, yeah, uh, Cyberpunk, oh boy, it is uh, it is breaking hearts and breaking consoles and breaking saves all over the world at the moment. Uh, breaking return policies too now. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that, Kerbo, but from my knowledge, this is just about the first time in Sony's history where they've taken a game like of this scope and size off the shelf. Like you can't purchase Cyberpunk 2077 from the, the the PlayStation store anymore. They've taken it off because it's so broken on the on the base PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 4 Pro. So 
I, I hear you. Now let me let me pose this question to you both. Uh, do you feel like that it was the right move to pull it, or do you feel like that maybe gaming culture has become so entrenched in perfectionism and expectations and you know terrible, terrible, harsh feedback that uh, we're just quick to pull the trigger on ripping this game off because? To my knowledge, uh, there's been plenty of games come out before with this level of bug um, and people weren't happy and, you know, those games didn't get pulled. Um, I mean, one that springs to mind is like Fallout 76. Uh, Even The Witcher 3, when it came out, had plenty of bugs going on. Um, I've actually played a couple of games this year that have had as many bugs, if not more. So are we just giving in to the fact that this game was hyped for eight years and we're like, oh, okay, well, we'll just pull it. But are we really painting all games with the same brush or is it just this game? What are your thoughts? I can't really say personally in the sense that I didn't play the PlayStation 4 version. Um, all, I, all I can go off is the basis of other people's screenshots, what other people have reported. Um, I think the the big factor here was um, when CD Projekt Red officially put out a statement saying, hey, we didn't give the you know consoles their time and we definitely released something that wasn't completely polished. And by them kind of acknowledging that and saying that they were going to help out with refunds, I think then that really turned onto the PlayStation side of PlayStation going, well, shit, now we kind of have to because the company that made this thing has acknowledged it. So, mm. uh, because I agree, a lot of people in comments when um, Sony kind of said that they were giving refunds, a lot of people actually said, well, why didn't you do this for Anthem? Why didn't you do this for Fallout? So, Are we yeah. setting a new precedent, you know? Is it going to be like mm. studios are going to be so hesitant to release a game? I mean, look, I fully support everyone's point of view that they should get a refund because it's not the perfect game, right? There are plenty of bugs which make it unplayable. The crashes are inexcusable. Um, and look, I'm, I don't know if I'm in the minority here because I feel like that everybody that has an opinion, it's an unpopular opinion. Some people like, no, no, I love it. Some people like, no, no, it's awful. Um, I'm sort of somewhere in the middle where I'm like, I can handle the crashes. I can handle the bugs. I'm not really overall fussed about the level of bugs that that I've seen. Um, I think my disappointment with it is just the lack of depth in the gameplay. I feel like it's mostly fetch quests and uh you know a lot of heavy storyline but apart from that the rest of the game which you find in these open world rpgs uh is not there the vehicle customization um the you know you think about all the side quests you have in something like saints row where it's like you've got the the nitro circus thing where you go around the um you know the stunt performing you've got like parachute missions and not to mention gta and how much stuff is in there like where is that side of the open world RPG? Because this really just feels like sci-fi fallout. So I, I certainly stand upon reflection on the more positive side of this cyberpunk discussion. Like I, I did cop a few bugs and a couple of broken quests, but then cyberpunk or CD Projekt Red have been pretty responsive with trying to patch these things out and, you know, testament to the to the developers and also the the developers that were in the trenches doing what they could, I guess, to cobble this game together to meet this launch date. Like, no doubt, obviously, the the board members were the ones pushing for, no, it has to be December 10th. Like, we've already delayed this thing three times this year. Mm. Uh, 
we're doing this come hella high water, but maybe they just underestimated how broken this thing was on base builds. Like that, uh, they've come out and said that we were building for next gen and PC spec. We didn't really factor in that it was going to be so cactus on Xbox Ones and PlayStation Fours, and yet that's where all the the bad press is coming from. But yeah, I I really enjoy the game. Uh, I've I've finished it and got like I've finished it twice now, like not two complete run-throughs, but like there's a part in the game where it sort of rolls you back and you can go through to try and get different endings. So I've got two of the, I think there's seven endings. Uh, I've put about 50-ish hours in. So I'm, I'm pretty immersed in the world and I'm, I'm with you. A lot of the side questing doesn't really open up until a little bit later or until you meet certain characters where you can start to do uh races or assassination missions or heists or uh there is yeah the fetch quests don't get me wrong but there does become a little bit of variety out there but um yeah i think going back to sort of what we sort of let off with on cyberpunk it's it's a slippery slope like this does set a pretty big precedent where the the voice of the people got loud enough that not only cdpr but then sony buckled and did yep full refunds no questions go to this url get your money back and it's it's costing them a lot of money and and rightfully so the game was undercooked but as as you guys have both said this isn't the only game ever released that has been buggy or not working properly or not fully complete like it feels like every second or third game that comes out has something wrong with it to some level like maybe not to this degree but yeah, it's it's setting a it's a I guess it's a shaky foundation where if the the vocal majority can just have their voices heard enough for these companies to potentially buckle and like CDPR is a huge company and they'll withstand this kind of financial hemorrhaging. But you think of smaller indie titles, if if this sort of caught fire to a small team, this could this could bankrupt that studio very quickly and then there's no studio. So it's and you notice how games uh, that come out of indie studio like Hades uh, just don't seem to have these problems. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I feel like we're probably missing a part of the context here. And I think that's understanding where the developers are coming from. And I think at this point, I'd like to throw it out to the listeners. If you have any connections to people that have worked on games in any capacity, um, tell them to reach out to us on Twitter or any of our socials um, and tell us what the context is like of making a game um, in 2020. Is it like you're being pushed beyond capacity? Are you getting ridiculous expectations? What is the feeling like? Because I feel like everyone is quick to judge, but they don't really know what it's like to make a game. So, yeah, it's true. We just hear a lot of this. My son tells me your company stinks. And that's what gets thrown around the internet too much. It's just... One person says something negative. Oh, that person hears this other person said it, and then it just snowballs and piles on. And you yeah. know the the pressure cooker that is uh, social media is uh, a bad, bad, bad place. Uh, but if we sort of shift into some other other topics here, uh, Oz Console Gaming says Watchdogs Legion started to feel very same same when recruiting people. Yeah, I can I can see that. Like uh, I've rolled credits on Legion, and and it is a lot of similar big unique characters from around old london but there is some quirky people you bring into the fold but yeah the the game makes its hay with just the anarchy really like it, i don't think it's the the massive character developments in the game it's just 
yeah anarchy and hacking and big brother is watching and, and all that kind of stuff anonymous and blah 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 uh dane peavy discovering 10 year old dane was a far superior side-scrolling platform gamer than 34 year old dane replaying donkey kong country 2 this year cemented this ah well this is the way <laughs> i think we can relate to that like oh, yeah. games that i guess when we were little young peeps seem a lot easier to control and navigate now uh well in comparison to now that we're uh more mature aged uh individuals out there like uh some of these games that you'd think would be a cakewalk in your older years seem to be so much more difficult than uh, when we were you know single digits or you know early teens no i reckon that like we've now kind of been molded to um I'm going to say it like easier gameplay with like save files, auto saves and all that sort of stuff. Like games like Donkey Kong Country. It's like a so many lives you're out back to the start kind of business. And I know my old ass doesn't have time for that. Um, <laughs> but shout so. out to games like um, like Cuphead, which are sort of keeping oh, yeah. that traditional, mm-hmm. you know, they're like very. Yeah, I've seen that kind of trend with a lot of good indie platformers. Um, but then it, it gets sort of tossed into that slight category where it's like oh it's it's souls like uh, <laughs> it's the know? dark souls yeah. you mean it's difficult just say it's difficult. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's yeah. hard it's hard and when i hear when i when i hear that souls comparison getting thrown around i immediately go maybe this game's not for me because mm. i'm you know why because i'm not a sadist i don't enjoy being in pain so <laughs> yeah. neither does liam wait no sorry masochist sadist masochist, is sadist. masochist is i like receiving pain so which one are you? I'm neither. Oh, okay. Just don't like Passivist. being hurt. <laughs> don't like doing anything. <laughs> I feel you there. Yeah, Liam Hart, delays and cancellations of everything. So obviously we're talking console delays. We're talking video game releases. Uh, we've talked about some of the debacles regarding new GPUs and the like with, with delays and R&D and manufacture times getting blown out the wazoo. So uh, I have to just back on the end of that like with things like the ps5 release and the 3080 ti release um where it just seems like stock was not available for anyone um like i'm sure you guys remember the ps2 release the ps3 ps4 release that we had and none of those really seemed to go off without a hitch it was just people clamoring for the consoles but there was still enough for everyone um and there were no pre-orders back then it was just rock up and buy one and yeah we didn't have this problem of consoles being resold and graphics cards going in for a lottery like yeah well it was a simpler time back then mrs leante i mean let's not forget that the original writer brian Matsoda for vampire the masquerade bloodlines 2 got sacked for who knows what reasons i've read some rumor mills and it's actually not some good stuff but uh yeah Brian Mitsoda, you get what's coming to you if it's the truth. And the game also got delayed, and it also looks a little garbage. Sigh, the one game I was super hyped for has left me feeling lost. Oh. And I, I can I can mirror some of that. Like I I love me some some Vampire the Masquerade and Bloodlines 2 when it got announced. Sounded interesting, and then we saw the trailers and went, ooh, this kind of looks pretty <laughs> I just shitty. The trailer. It looks like it's on par with some PS4 CD, uh, Cyberpunk, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, almost some of the graphics. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I heard it sucks. Yeah. 
That's that's a valid statement. The uh... that's a, no, that's a little vampire joke for you. That's all. Oh, yep. I'm with you. It yeah. went over my head. Did you did you latch onto that one, Miss Hart? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. She latched on. Bit up, bit in with your fangs. <laughs> uh, Nobu, Drake Hollow, indie game that looks like a rehashed Fortnite Save the World. Remember when Fortnite actually came out not as a battle royale and it was actually like a a survival horde mode game when it first was released? Like that no, was the no. paid version of the game. You don't remember that? No. Are you sure you're not thinking of PUBG? No, 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 no. Fortnite Save the World started as like I think it was a four player game where you got to build like a like almost like a pseudo base and and put enough armor and survive waves of some kind of creature that's coming in to kill you that's like that sort of gears of war style we used to play yeah the old horde modes that's that's fun yeah yeah so that was that was how Fortnite started and then obviously they did the free battle royale which went pop but uh yeah drake hollow looks exactly like that but uh, i'm not picking up drake hollow i'll tell you that much for free uh jakey underscore g it has to be next gen pre-orders right it mostly, most definitely does. I think uh, that was a lot I of like pain there. Jakey looking for uh, <laughs> like backup on that one. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, <laughs> bit of validation. Morgan Phoenix with a little bit of validation here regarding next gen. The next gen lo- launch lineup was very meh. Yeah, agree. Mm-hmm. Loved Miles, but the rest of the titles were underwhelming. Didn't yep. need a Spider Man as as good as the the title is. Uh, we didn't need a Spider Man. Hey, don't you dare talk down on Miles Morales. Love that game. Yeah, it's a good game, but uh, d- just don't make it the pinnacle of the release. I mean, if you think when Switch got released, they had Breath of the Goddamn Wild. Uh, You're not like- winning any votes with from me on this uh, debate. I'd, I'd take Miles ten times out of ten over Breath of the Wild. Oh. So far, I'd go for Breath of the Wild. Still haven't had a good experience with that. <laughs> I'm getting a migraine thinking about that. <laughs> but it's just like we've talked about this here and there. Like a lot of these launches, they aren't really ripe with game after game that's an exclusive in a world beater. They usually roll in several months down the line. So it's to be expected. But yeah. What, with... what would you have liked to have seen as well, a release title? Halo would have certainly like added some spice back to the release like i'm not the like i'm not a halo is the best game ever type of guy but i like the franchise and i think, I think it would have certainly deserve it yeah, yeah. And it would have propped up xbox most definitely as well yeah i mean how happy would have you been if you got like um her, uh was it horizon dawn was oh my god if i got horizon zero dawn 2 at launch fuck i would i would have bought like three playstation 5s i don't know mm. why but you would have had a playstation 15 yeah <laughs> That's how it works, right? I think that's how it works. You just sort yeah. of stack them on top. Yeah, yeah. Well, that one got me. Yeah. All uh, right. <laughs> yeah, but if Horizon did make its way to uh, PS5 launch, I would have been a very, very happy man. Like, it would have mm. been one of the few collector's editions I would have picked up for sure as well. But, uh, yeah, sometime next year. So I don't have to wait too long. Mm. Uh, Clayton Hunchard's not being able to play games. Now my daughter is born. <laughs> Need to wait until she's older now. God, uh, these kids ruining our game and time. Yeah, Curse man. you, kids. Life choices. <laughs> they yeah. are a thing. Yeah, little poppy. Little yeah. poppy disrupting Clayton's game and time. Uh, Son Leo, games that are ship broken and games that lack quality servers. Looking at you, Walson, and Call of Duty. Uh, so, yeah, he, he plays Son Leo, Ari. He plays a lot of uh, uh, online shooters and... Uh, He's very vocal with uh, his feedback and experiences while playing said games. And there is a lot of things he mentions regarding 
ping and latency and lag and, and bullet detection and, and sort of things like that. And it, it seems like either he's just picking some bad games or he's like connecting to the wrong server. Cause I know it's not the internet cause he's, he's over in New Zealand and the network infrastructure there is phenomenal. But uh, yeah, it's, it's an ongoing constant for this man. I think it's a war we'll never win. I think we'll, there'll always be problems with the way we play online games for the rest of our lives anyway. I don't think there's ever going to be like, oh, everything's fixed now. We can we can play and there's never a problem. I think there's Buttery always going to be issues. Yeah, and, and it's that's the thing. Like it, All it takes is one bad network connection in your squad to potentially drag it down slightly, you know, like mm. the rubber banding trying to compensate with, with ping and connection speed differences and what have you. Uh, it's Tilby. <laughs> Marvel's Avengers being boring as sin slash FIFA 21 being disgustingly buggy. Yeah, so no one's talking about FIFA 21, but Cyberpunk is apparently the devil. So, uh, you know what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, actually, you know what? Uh, I have to agree. Like, I don't play sports games, but I know enough people that do. And the amount of bugs and crap that came out for NBA 2K21. Uh, if you My remember. son tells me your company stinks. And let's not forget old WWE. 2k yeah last uh, year that was a that was a disaster more bugs than the land cruiser windshield um Ooh. just yeah hot, like the whole 2k series i think is just a big old toilet they should just release toilet 2k 2020 flush simulator you reckon but yeah. uh jay ready agrees he says nba 2k 21 next gen upgrade being beyond broken and uh i know myself uh i know tilby i know jono can all uh, agree with this statement because I still haven't been able to use my uh, next-gen upgrade code on my PlayStation to be able to get the PlayStation 5 version, which was included in my copy of the PlayStation 4 game. Um, and yeah, it's it's a thing. Uh, 2K support has been very lackluster. Uh, Sony support points me back to 2K and vice versa. It's just the whole thing. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck this game. I'm not going to worry. I'm Do done. Do you guys remember it. the uh, MMA? Was it was MMA the 2K game that had all the bugs? Or was it was that EA? EA, EA did UFC. Yeah, oh, that's you, right. The yeah, UFC the UFC one. games were buggy as shit. Yeah. And it was yeah. great. Remember when combat games were smooth and clean? Like, remember early wrestling games? Fight Night 3. Yeah, I love that game. Fight I've actually Night got 3. the... Not a platinum, but like the, the Xbox equivalent of that, like where you get the full maximum gamer score, like the thousand points on average. Mm. I've got that for Fight Night 3. I clocked that game. Hell yeah. Nice one. Good game. Good All game. right. Jamie Pretty Penning, Star Wars Episode 1 Racer not getting an online multiplayer mode. It is great as it is. However, to have the ability to race against others online would have been the icing on the cake and not having it, and in brackets, as well as the developer stating they have no interest in doing it is highly disappointing. Seems like a really big fine, missed opportunity. Jamie? Did you, Jamie, think it was fine? Like playing, I was kind of disappointed and felt like just overall it was kind of lackluster for me. The Do you think thing. it would have been enhanced by an online mode where Jamie, yourself, myself, and Kerbo here could play together? Do you think Probably that would not? Because have... I, I did play multiplayer. As I played... long as I could be Watto. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> think that's an, an a Jedi. What do you know? <laughs> I just want to point out something about episode one, The Phantom Menace, when that particular pod race is happening. At the end of the pod race, when Anakin goes through the finish line, the two characters on the side uh, who are cheering him on, like his little friends, mm. they have a missed high five 
and it is the cringiest shit I've ever seen in my life. Oh, it's I like, thought they were doing a fist pump. No, one one goes to high five, the other one looks away, and then he looks back and he goes to high five, and the other one like just starts dancing, and it's like that shit is awkward, and I see it every time I see that goddamn movie. And oh, I always thought they were like fist pumping and like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Phantom Menace. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm I'm a fan. Tom Menace. All right. Ugh, let's uh let's turn this inward and uh throw our answers around the place as far as our biggest gaming disappointments of 2020. Miss Hart, do you wanna do you wanna lead us off with your response? Yeah, it kind of like obviously as we all kind of mutually agreed, the lackluster of next gen titles was probably the biggest one that stood out for me. Um I I think for the consoles where one of the biggest things that they were always hyping up was just, oh, your experience is going to be heightened graphically. Like overall, the experience is going to be amazing. And so when you kind of have the console release and just kind of go, we don't really have anything showcasing that, but just trust us, it's going to be good. So like that was a bit lackluster. I know the games are coming and obviously things were a bit difficult, but it just kind of, you know, you got the new console and you're just kind of like, hmm. Actually, PlayStation was smart by having Astro's Playroom. So maybe Microsoft could have done something with that. Um, also want to give a short mention of me getting old and getting motion sickness in gaming. Um, thank you, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. That's right. Children. I was trying to remember what game it was that was making you feel a bit churned. Yeah. So much Chad happens Musker. in Cyberpunk too. Really? Yeah. The driving oh. certainly, uh, she's... It's very like you're on you're on skates driving cars or riding bikes in that game, and especially if you're doing sort of first person in cockpit drive. In, in oh, hell no. we've had that. To, what's the wording? Is it in cockpit? First person. Like yeah, you, you you're in first person. But what's it called when you're in the car? Like yeah, driver's seat. In the driver's seat. Yeah, when you're in the driver's seat and you're looking through your own eyes and you're moving at speed, it can it can get a little bit uh bit hurdy gurdy on the stomach. That's for sure. Yeah. But I'm with you. I'm with you. Like um, the the marketing departments of these companies, they did very well. They certainly oversold next gen. Uh, in in my in my opinion, like it's great, and there's some good a- advancements and enhancements to hardware, which we've talked about. You know, the SSD for the for the quick resume and the really fast load times, and the ray tracing and the particle effects and lighting effects and all that kind of stuff. 4K gaming resolutions and everything. It's all it's awesome. But it's like, instead of it being like a jaw dropper game changer, it's sort of like your mouth's just slightly open. You're sort of like, what? Like you're, you're excited and you're happy for what's happening. But the way the marketing spoof uh, that was behind all this, it was going to blow your mind. It was going to revolutionize gaming and all that kind of stuff. But anyone, I guess, that's, that's got a high-end PC was already living that life. But yeah, from a console like perspective. Even, even like, like the quick resume. I can't remember which game it was, but one of them... You know, if you use the quick resume mode, it fucked up your save file. Like, so these like wonderful, amazing features that we were being sold to with the games that were being released at the time, we're doing things like bricking consoles or losing save files. So it was kind of the opposite was kind of happening. It's a bit scary. Like, uh, sort of, yeah, the the console release, not, not as bad and as severe as Cyberpunk, but it was the same thing. Yeah, like there was bugs in this hardware that they hadn't fully got out of the systems yet where yeah miles morales there was corrupted saves occurring uh you know things happening in in valhalla uh with weird glitches and bugs and broken saves and and whatnot and it's going to be a constant but yeah i thought that that was 
a bit of a disappointment, but I was debating piling on the Avengers, but I thought, you know, I've, I've talked too negatively about that game over the last few weeks, and I thought I'd uh, instead shift my focus over to a little ditty uh, that dropped on the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 4 exclusive, Predator Hunting Grounds, uh, was where <laughs> yeah. I thought I'd be disappointed yeah. on. Uh, it was made yeah. by Ilphonic. Uh, they've only really done the Friday the 13th, the game, uh, which I think the servers are now closed anyway and the yep. game's dead. So I <laughs> yep. don't know if that's telling for Predator Hunting Grounds. But uh, this game was pretty shitty. Like uh, I know we're big, 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 big fans of Predator as a, as a character, as an IP, the movies, the comics, everything else in between. And this game was just generic. It was bland. The gameplay loop was crappy. The, the graphics were poor. Like, yeah, it was cool that they brought in Dutch, like Arnold Schwarzenegger from Predator as a as a playable character skin and whatnot. And, you know, that was that was great. But it was just yet another kick in the guts for an IP that we adore. Uh, another watered down, mailed in entry into the Predator or Alien universe. So I was just like, come on, man. Like, yeah, like, to be honest, like, I think even when this game came out, like, like what was the longevity here like how many times could you play a game like this like we've seen a lot of these games um they they come they go like you could only you know zazz them up a little bit to still be relevant like i do think they did a lot of things well there was a lot of good attention to detail in relation to the character and you know one person would be predator and then everyone else would be you know soldiers humans or whatever and there was a lot of things that they took from the franchise like little details and i think they added it to this you know gameplay that we're pretty familiar with but yeah i didn't see how it was going to keep going like lasting very long yeah, it feels like um, another Diddy that we were keen on for a while uh, there, which was Evolve. Mm. Oh, I remember that. We knew you were going to yeah. bring that up because we love that game. Yeah, we, we love the concept. We were ready for Evolve to evolve. Yeah, a lot of a lot of these games where it's a team based survival game where you've got three other squad mates going against a big big bad like they've they've utilized that formula pretty regularly over the last several years and and as you said miss hart it's just the the longevity of these titles like it's awesome and i remember us jumping on and playing evolve and it was sick and it was great but once you've played as the the big bad a few times and and settled in on which character archetype you like it's sort of like i've done that now what's next you know there's only so many times i want to play this same loop over and over again see dead by daylight they've done well with the franchise by adding different killers and different survivors and apparently based on the new killers and what their you know attack abilities are it completely changes the gameplay so you know a person can learn a new killer and everyone else kind of has to learn against it so i can understand why Mm. that game had longevity but if you have the same kind of killer the same kind of survivors it just yeah it dies yeah it does but uh they did bring a female predator into hunting grounds which is uh you know a first for that uh that universe but yeah that's that's my uh gaming disappointment of 2020 uh there is obviously a lot of other games that the, that other people here have touched on and plenty of others that we could probably bring up but kerbo what's your uh, biggest gaming disappointment of this past year uh look I, I don't know if i have a biggest one um but i got I definitely got a couple 
uh, mid-range ones. Uh, I'll try and start at the top of the year. I'll go with Warcraft 3 Reforged. Um, I thought that was a disappointment. Um, didn't really hit the mark with what they were promising. And I felt like they've got a, a wonderful IPO there. It's probably been my, my favorite Blizzard game, Warcraft 3. And uh, it just feels like there's no there's no avenue for it. Um, so, you know, I'd love to see RTS games make a, make a comeback. And obviously I'm, I'm pretty biased because I love those games, but I feel like there is a huge missed opportunity here. And, and uh, you know, I just miss the Command and Conquer style game and, and I miss StarCraft single player style game. So yeah, I was a bit disappointed with, uh, with Warcraft 3 Reforged. Um, I'm also going to say Warhammer 40K Mechanicus on Switch. That was a big disappointment for me. I know the game was released on PC beforehand, um, but I hadn't. I don't play PC games, so I don't. Um, I didn't really have any exposure to it, um, and I was really hoping that Mechanicus was going to be a amazing strategy game, but it just for me, it wasn't. It was very lacking in substance. Um, when I when I say substance, I mean like the actual gameplay itself, because there's all of this customization and there's lots of lore and there's lots of reading and there's lots of uh, backstory but when you're actually getting down to the shooting and the killing and the what have you um, it doesn't really hit the mark for me someone who's a wild strategy game player Um, another disappointment was uh, one of my favorite games that I discovered this year uh, Mutant Year Zero Road to Eden Um, that got a switch port and I love the game a lot it is like a great strategy game uh it's got that XCOM vibe but it's got it's got its own style enough to break through the the XCOM tag um wonderful wonderful game just too many bugs for the switch port um which made it a bit disappointing because I finished it and finished the expansion and 100% of the game I loved it that much so that was a little disappointing that it just wasn't clean I think yeah a big disappointment for me this year is just how the community has reacted to cyberpunk um, because everybody was ready to defend uh, when they were going through crunch um, and talking about, Oh, game developing culture is so toxic and we need to be more supportive and we need to allow them to release a game with bugs and understand that they'll fix it. Um, But here we are with cyberpunk and everybody's like ready to, uh, you know, set fire to the building. And I'm just like, I'm pretty disappointed with the, with the way people have reacted. So that was a disappointment for me, something I'm not really happy about. Yeah, we'll hear more about that when we uh, start going through industry grievances shortly. But I think uh, in a more positive note, let's, uh, let's pivot and talk about uh, something a little bit, uh, bit better and, uh, you know, an, a value add to uh, the male world. Guys, uh, know who we don't have a problem with on this uh, Festivus-oriented episode of 2020, and that's our friends over at Manscaped, the masters of below-the-belt grooming and the purveyors of perfect pubic hair. In order to become the king or queen of Festivus, you are going to need to start with none other than the perfect package 3.0 kit. It is equipped with everything you need to come out on top in the pubic hair feats of strength. The ceramic blade with its proprietary advanced skin safe technology will have your aluminium pole ready for anything. Yes, that's right, Brendan. The perfect package kit also comes with an assortment of liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine and ensure your candy cane remains minty fresh. 
Some of these liquid tools for your family jewels include the crop preserver, an anti-chafing deodorant for your jingle bells. This is a total game changer and will have you ready for any under the holy experiences that you may find yourself in this festival festivus season. Why are you not already putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Well, for me, that's every part of my body. So you just become know. one giant uh, speed stick. I've just become lazy. That's really the problem. That's why I'm not doing it. Well, next up is the Crop Reviver, a spray-on toner that not only refreshes your stocking stuffer, but also gives you a little pep in your jolly step. The perfect package also comes with a nifty travel stocking, disposable shaving mats, and a set of the comfiest anti-chafing boxes you have ever worn. This is the perfect package for your very perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code 8bit at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code A-T-E-B-I-T. Remember people, nobody likes a messy controller. Can confirm. So yeah, manscaped.com, it is the perfect stocking stuff. I get that perfect package 3.0 kit. Get the, uh, get the chickadees looking nice and streamlined. Uh, you know, that whole cliched new year new you type of thing uh, we don't want to we don't want to say that but if you can make uh your undercarriage look as good as it can and uh as less intimidating as possible uh when you may be entering the dating circle again for 2021 the perfect package 3.0 kit is the way to go yeah i know we're aussies but you don't want to have your girl traveling through the bush amen amen that's where ivan malat hides and we don't want that hold the thought i've got uh Salim the Dream Abraham calling me. Oh, here we go. Hello. Yeah, good, good. What's going on? I've been inside all year losing my mind. And in my ears I've heard the hungry gamers. A thousand times I've ordered so much Uber Eats To my front door 2021 Is it me you're looking for? Cause 2020 could kiss my ass People crying in their masks About cyberpunk being buggy it's actually not that bad Among Us was pretty fun And yeah, we got the last of us too But I want to tell this year so much I hate you Long to see the sunlight in Alloy's hair As I shoot sweet arrows at Dinobots in Horizon Forbidden West New Monster Hunter, Halo and God of War 2021 Am I what you're looking for? Cause this year has been a drag I always lose in the gulag 
to some muscle kid who tells me that he's my dad. Tell me how to win for guys, for I haven't got a clue. 2020, you son of a bitch. I hate you. It's a Festivus miracle. It was for about 35 seconds there, listeners. We had our Salim the Dream Abraham make a very hungover cameo appearance via our Zoom call. Uh, we had to break for a second to try and make things work. Things haven't worked. So we're going to keep moving on because... we got a lot of problems with you people. We've got a lot of problems. Well, you're going to hear about it. With people within the industry. And uh, we've got a lot of good, good responses here from listeners. Dodgy Dan, lack of cross-progression. Destiny 2, Fortnite both do this well in games as a service. And he's talking about sort of games as a service style games. So looking at you, Siege, all my Black Ices and Elites lost on PlayStation 4 now that I'm on Xbox Series X. So we want that cross save. We want that cross progression. Uh, Nasi, where the fuck is my Zelda news, Nintendo? I don't just want a Warriors game to pacify me. Also, mm. Bungie, bring back Dinklebot. Yeah, yeah. You want some Dinkle? I love Dinklebot. Yeah. I didn't think he did that bad a job, to be honest. I think he was great. Like, I think he had that really sarcastic tone down perfectly. Like, I liked my sassy fucking ghost. So did I. So did I. Huge bloke. The high prices of games in Australia, in, uh, in particular collector's editions, can confirm. Yeah. I spent $300 on a Fallout 76 collector's edition <laughs> with my, uh, with my <laughs> fabric <laughs> bag and my helmet. And uh, there's the helmet. The helmet looks good, but uh, the old canvas bag, you know, that was uh, that was some good content for a few months there, but I got it, and now it's sitting in the cupboard gathering dust. Mm. Just to back on that, I uh, got the Fire Emblem 30th Anniversary Edition, and that was 90 bucks, and that was great. For a game that's just a $7 eShop game, I also got a glass Ness cartridge. Uh, oh. I got posters. I got an art book. I got um, like amazing soundtrack and stuff. It's it's very very awesome. So when they do a collector's edition well and it's priced decently or in comparative to what you get, I think it's great. But some of these other ones, they just mail it in and throw a ridiculous that $1, price. That fifteen hundred dollar Cyberpunk one can fuck off. That's <laughs> that's dumb. Can you can you get your can you get your money back on that one and just keep the swag? Who knows? I was gonna say more value in the swag than the game. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It depends on the the quality of the statue too, though. You know, statues can look very ho hum. But uh, not Doritos Chip. He's gone blanket statement here and saying games media reminisce how next gen pre orders were handled. Tom, companies selling out via paid reviews or positive press. Mm. I think that's true. There is certainly some Elaborate. companies out there that do consistently review games very high, uh, even though I think some of those scores are not justified. But, uh, you know, that's probably a story. Where are you getting your news from? Is it from 8-Bit? Because we're not like that. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> but if anyone wants to uh, pay us for some better things to say, uh, you know, I could uh, use a couple of Bob at Christmas. Anyway, Bonnie X101, game delays, crispy jerk, crunch within studios, the ridiculous amount of microtransactions in most games. I think we can all agree uh, there. Obviously, crunch is not a good thing, and microtransactions are not a good thing, 
especially when it comes to my wallet because I'm a sucker for them. So, uh, yeah, stop. Best recon uh, looking at you. God, I'm looking at most games I play. If there's a microtransaction where I can get something quicker, yeah, here's, here's five bucks. Here's five bucks. Well, you there. have to boycott Brendan. If you don't want it, you have to boycott. I'm weak-willed. I'm weak-willed. Oz Console Gaming, the shit show that was trying to order, uh, trying to pre-order next-gen consoles. Here, here. Dane Peavy. Trolls, hate, and harassment within the industry from consumers and within gaming communities. Field 2020 has highlighted this growing problem and we just need to be better. Be kind to one another and remember your actions and words have weight. Good one, gaming. We are a community. Yeah. If yeah, you pissed I... off Dane Peavy, you're all fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Anyone that upsets Dane paved. has got a lot of people to answer to because he's a boy, mm-hmm. and uh, I think I think his answer probably adequately sums up this this sort of grievance as a whole. I think he really hits it on the head there. But we've got a couple more to work through. Liam Hart, AMD, and Nvidia are releasing new graphics cards to unprecedented demand. Really mm-hmm. annoying. I just want a thirty eighty. Don't mm-hmm. we all, Mister Hart? Don't we all, Mrs. Leante? Delays, crunch, sexual harassment, transphobic behavior, and more delays. Mm-hmm. The gaming industry is a dark place. Uh, Nobu, the mixer cover up and shut down of the platform, mm-hmm. even though we said it just last week. It's kind of weird to think that uh, Mixer went out on a whimper this year. And just, yeah, how it just gone. Sorry. Jakey G, scalpers, I hate you all. I hate you all too, except the guy that got me my Xbox Series X at a respectable deal, in my opinion. Retail is respectable. Yeah. Morgan Phoenix, crunch. Clayton Hudgens, price and availability of PlayStation 5. Sun Leo, he's uh, he's given us a war and peace here, but we're going to tackle it. Microtransactions and cheaters. Well, I don't mind purely cosmetic microtransactions for companies to make that extra cash. A few of them do it in poor taste. An example of a massive company, World of Warcraft, on top of the expensive $23 monthly sub. If I wanted to collect as many mounts or pets as possible, I'd be paying close to $1,000 because of the ones they sell on their store. Another big one is Path of Exile. They are, New- they are a New Zealand company who recently sold themselves to Tencent, the evil Chinese overlords. I added the Chinese party myself. They sell high quality, uh, huge quality of life features that are rather painful on the wallet for us Kiwis. Knowing how, how weak the New Zealand dollar always is to the US dollar, it hurts knowing they are milking it out of us. They also refuse to put the features that benefit the health of their players that the Chinese client has on the Western client. Citing, it's not how they want their game to be. Sorry, but 99% of players are sick of clicking 10,000 times on items and currency before the finish the story part of the game. Or before you finish the story part of the game. For anyone who hasn't played it, after the 10 acts, you have 150 plus more maps to run through. That sounds a little excessive. To be clear, the Chinese client has an in-game trading, not the use of third-party websites and auto loot. So, uh... I guess here in our regions, we are getting the watered-down versions of these games uh, with minimal quality of life. Uh, but yeah, sorry, Leo. It's been a it's been a rough year for you, I know, in, in this front. So hopefully they mm. improve Path of Exile. Uh, it's Tilby. Smart delivery being locked either physical or digital, depending on what you buy. Physical is usually much cheaper, so I want to use it for my Series S. I understand it's kind of a DRM situation having it secured on the disc, but surely there are ways for this to work. Oh, Brent Parker. The man who uh, had a kid this year and he's not too happy about it. Lack of new titles for 2020. Yeah, I, I agree and disagree. Uh, I think we got a pretty good smattering of games that came out this year. But, uh, you know, we're greedy. We could always use more. Jay Reddy, the power that influencers can have over a game. Yeah, agree. I can see both sides of this coin because 
on the one hand, yeah, they can tank games and get a lot of hate train uh, frequency going towards a developer over a bad uh, sort of experience with the game. But then on the other end, you look at a game like uh, Among Us, where because of the the power of an influencer, that game has just gone do 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 and ascended to heights they probably never expected. So yeah, I agree with that. But you, Miss Hart, where do you stand on the power of influencers? Just wrote so many angry people, like, and kind of mentioning like clicks and in journalism, fandoms, mm. communities, kind of thing, where we like to just put on the blinders on you know what we like and who's allowed to like it and who's allowed to be involved, and there's just a lot of like disconnect and like this person can't like this, this is more superior than yours, and I just don't understand why we always put up these walls um to like not include people or not let people in like which i just don't understand why we've just become more hateful so kind of like what dane kind of highlighted we've just we've just become like a very very angry group and it's it's not very inviting i gotta say yeah what about you Reese? uh on on influences or or just your feelings as far as industry like your grievances within the games industry what's your uh What's your feelings on, on influence as well as that as a whole? Ah, uh, look, I, I don't think we're gonna escape influences anytime soon. It's it's the new the newest power, most powerful marketing tool there is. Uh, so it, it's basically just an, an evolution of word of mouth advertising, which was always the strongest way to advertise something. Um, and you know, before the internet, before anything, if somebody said something was good, you were like, Okay, let's 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 try it out. And it's just a higher version of that. It's just a, a premium version of that, if you will, because these people are being paid to do that. And um, I just think that there should be some sort of control over how much influencers are allowed to do cash for comment. Because, you know, if you think about the way that uh, Australian, this is going to sound weird, but <laughs> the way that Australian radio worked was that... Uh, the announcers were getting fines for endorsing products and talking them into their stories that they have um, that they say on the air. Like they'll be saying, Oh, my car broke down and it was raining and I was having a really hard time, but you know, luckily I had my Valvoline oil and it's like, they got huge fines for that. um, And almost convicted of fraud, I think. So it's like, where are we drawing the line? Because just because we're putting ourselves in front of these people, are we allowing them to have a higher uh, control over our conscious so that when we, um, you know, go to the supermarket and we see a acai bowl, are we going to buy it because that influencer told us, or do we genuinely want to try it? Uh, and, and I think it would be sad to, to know that influencers had such a uh, stranglehold on an industry that they might shape the way that we view and perceive games. Overall, uh, I think that there's always room for improvement. And I think the inclusivity uh, of um, minorities and people that are gay and trans and the greater LGBTIQ plus community, um, it, you know, they're, they're fighting for equality within the, uh, you know, the industry. And, and I would love to see some more, uh, you know, reparation on that. That's, that's what I would say. Yeah, I think there, there's certainly positive steps happening uh, with with 
games and and focusing on those those areas of society that that have constantly been ignored in in pop culture and especially video games and we're starting to see more more trans and openly gay characters and non-binary characters getting not only put into these games but playing as as a lead like don't nods uh, tell me why, which obviously uh, was about a, a brother, sister, and, and one of those uh, was a transgender character. So that was sort of the first lead transgender character in gaming that came out this year. So they're taking steps in the right direction, but it can certainly be be probably handled and represented a lot better. That's for sure. Uh, I just I just wanted to feel normal. I just I don't want it to be a news story when it's like oh the lead character's trans or the lead character's non-binary. I just want it to be oh yes, of course. Because that's normal, you know. I just yeah. want it to be that. Yeah, and and I, I think in in a couple of years' time, it'll probably become normal. Like it's it's normal to us. It's you know it's normal to the three of us and a lot of other people out in the world. But yeah, to some of these other people, it is still very very jarring and unnecessarily so. But uh, yeah, my my response is is pretty much jumping on the back of of Miss Hart and, and Dane there, uh, just regarding the industry in general and just this this echo chamber that is video games social media especially like it is it is not a good place to be for the most part like there's some great people on there that we know and have great opinions and create great content but then you've got this noisy majority now almost it's not even the minority anymore where it's just this clickbait rage culture shit where all they want to do is incite anger and divisive opinions and cause as much frustration and pain to a person or an object or a title that they can and, and I can't stand it. Like I've 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 been enjoying this year just if if there's someone in, in my socials that I follow or you know they're popping up and I don't agree with what they're saying, I've I've just been big and all right, unfollow, you know, block block that person or whatever. It's it's nothing mm-hmm. nothing personal or you know, there's nothing malicious to it, I should say, but it's just I don't need that kind of noise in my life. So you know, I'd recommend anybody uh, that, that feels disgruntled or, or feels a little bit suffocated sometimes going on the socials. If there's people on there that you no longer mesh with and agree with, just just unfollow them, just block them, just move on. You know that kind of hate isn't worth getting carried on your back. So just uh, yeah, just just address it and forget it, and on onwards into 2021. And uh, another industry grievance: my AK racing chair is falling apart. This just came off the armrest <laughs> for no reason. This this chair is uh, getting very disheveled. So uh, better quality, better build quality on things. Uh, one of the one of the chair legs on this thing broke this year earlier too. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, uh, that sucked. I don't know if we were recording then or just about we, to. We we were just about to record, and then you like sat down or you adjusted yourself, and I just watched your seat go. Poof. Yep. Yeah. Yep. One of the chair legs broke on my chair. So anyway, yeah, that's that's our industry oriented grievances. Uh, let's sort of move into the next part. And let's rumble. We're going to be talking about uh, grievances about the Hungry Gamers and or Greater Eight Bit. And Dodgy Dan says, "Where's the dream? Why no guest appearances?" Well, Dodgy Dan, the <laughs> dream can't even fucking wake up in time. It's funny you say that. Yeah, it's a bit uh, a bit fresh in our minds. Yeah, the the dream is in Dreamtown and uh, also shirtless and and whatever else is going on. So yeah, if if he could wake up in time uh, after six weeks or so of. Uh, notifications and confirmation of time and date uh you know is what it is uh you know you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it do the right fucking thing anyway nasi i want more games with the crew i'm going through intense withdrawals man it has been a while 
yeah, let's uh let's arrange some more more game time, more online game interactivity. We've got a couple of weeks of Christmas holidays coming up. I think the vast majority of us will be beyond on a bit of bit of sort of uh, public holiday and annual leave time. So uh, let's tee it up. Whether it be some Mario Kart tourneys, whether it be some Star Wars Squadrons, whether it be Destiny 2, whatever it might be. Whatever the kids are playing these days. I don't know. <laughs> Four Guys Season 3 is out now. I don't know. I don't know. But I agree. More, more gaming together. Huge bloke. When I find one, I'll let you know. So he's got no grievances, no beef with us. You're a good fella, huge bloke. Not Doritos chips. Need more THG. Convert the show to daily news. Oh, oh boy. That's, uh, that's a lot of podcasting. <laughs> Sweaty. That- if you want to pay us... Then yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, that that can go full circle with the uh, the paid reviews earlier. It, it would be great, but just finding the time to deliver it and deliver it consistently—that's always the the tough part, I think. Hmm. But the thoughts there, Reminiers, None of you guys. None. You guys are epic. Maybe once the pandemic stuff is better, there can be more face-to-face meetups or big Zoom sessions, like a live podcast. Dot dot dot. Oh. That would be pandemonium isn't all the people trying to talk yeah that's that's the tough part like if you're trying to record something with structure the more voices you have typically the more messy it is going to be but uh we've toyed with the idea of uh Mm. live potty Mm. uh tom more themed episodes love festivus halloween and valentine's so uh, do we back do we get on the back of uh i don't know easter Greek Orthodox Easter. <laughs> Greek Orthodox Easter. St. Patrick's Day. Um, I don't know. Our knowledge of holidays and yeah. themed episodes. There we go. If, if you've got some ideas, Tom, let us know. Yeah, themed episodes. Would love to get on that. Bonnie X 101 and Crispy Jerk, they both say none. So uh, thank you for that. Oz Console Gaming, making me feel hungry every week with all the food talk. Fair. I'm hungry right now. God damn it. And on the topic of hungry, Dane Peavy, can we consider doing a pizza review segment in the future? One bite. Everyone knows the rules. Ooh. I'm a picky fucking eater though. <laughs> but that could be good. It'd be some divisive opinions then. Uh. Uh, the next one, Liam Hart. Nothing that I can think of. This is a far too kind. You said that far he can think of. There's probably something in the back. That's true. That's true. Mrs. Leante, why is this mandatory? I got no beef with you. (laughs) Nobu, that I have yet to win a raffle, lol. And funnily enough, like completely unrelated, he actually won our our first uh, Christmas giveaway pack off the back of the end of year extravaganza. (laughs) Was it a meat raffle? Proved you wrong. It was a hardware raffle. So miss uh, meat raffles. Like a hammer and some pliers and... Some two by four... Belt yeah. sander, some audio technic headphones. Package, yeah. So yeah, Jakey underscore G, you talk a lot about destiny. Plus Brendan's hatred hatred towards Among Us. So uh we do talk a bit of destiny here and that, I do hate Among Us. <laughs> that that's fair, because there was a chunk where I was talking about destiny and then I fell off the wagon and then Brendan jumped onto Destiny and then <laughs> So yeah, I agree, Jakey. Yeah. Morgan Phoenix, Brendan still has not played Diablo. Revoke his gamer card. Done. Nah, you're not missing out on much. (laughs) 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 It's a good game. It's dated now. but I finished Diablo 3 with Dusty in one session. We went from start to finish. You can. Hack and slash and loot and 
if you enjoy those things and chase the high, then by all means, then go drag for it. Brandon's ass through it so he can get his gamer card back. Yeah, can I, will you play? If I get it on Xbox, you guys I'm got just it on Xbox. I'm going to say that the better game is probably, probably Path of Exile because that's got more. I've heard good things about Path of Exile. Uh, you know, lateral playing to it. It's not just a hack and slash and whatever. But I'm probably going to cop it over that. I'm sorry. I do need to play it. And I will one day. Maybe I'm going to just come out of Christmas and surprise you guys and be like, sucked yeah. in. I bloody got my necromancer right. and did all these things. Yeah. Suck it. Mm. That's yeah. a character class, right, necromancer? Yeah. yeah all right. Clayton Hutchins, being in WA, I don't get to participate in as many group activities as I'd like to. Uh, well, as, as we sort of alluded to when we were talking about Nasi's response, maybe we'll try and do some uh, some gaming, some online gaming. Just need to, if I'm playing anything online, I'll just be like, yo, just chuck a tweet out or something on the Keep Discord. Keep an eye on the I'm Discord, playing. yeah. I, I did not tell him to write this. He wrote this off his own accord, so I'm not mm-hmm. here tooting my own horn. Mm. Brendan is too beautiful. Other than that, I have no grievances with y'all. My grievances, you're lying because I'm not beautiful, but I'll take it and uh, I'll use that as a little pick-me-up to get me through this Saturday. Uh, it's Tilby. you got to get that Matt Tilby guy on more episodes. I hear he's pretty great, but in all seriousness, would love to see more variation on content on THG, whether that's games between the two of you, interviews, or anything. Interviews? I like that. I like that idea. Could be fun. Bit of, bit of a variety. Cool. Uh, Brent says, need to sign some big streamers to fly the flag. So, uh, you know, we bring out a stream team. Like, we kind of got that happening in the back end with some of the management stuff we do, and I guess we could be more uh, on the front foot to get them pushing 8-bit more. So... It's it's in motion, Breno. It's in motion. Uh, Jay, ready? You should stream the Hungry Gamers live on Twitch. So Does live podcasting. Really want to see me though? That's always been my thing with Twitch. I remember back in the day you were talking about maybe streaming mukbang stuff on I Twitch. I remember that. Yeah. You were gonna eat food on Twitch live. But then you got people like Nikocado on YouTube, which has just ruined food streaming for everyone, and I no longer support it. Uh, so I don't, yeah, that's, that's not for me. Not for you. Or maybe, uh, Jamie's, Jamie's answer might be for you. Not at 8-Bit directly, but this is a shot at a very good mate of mine and dead set legend Dane Peavy for beating me in the Hungry Game Show by half a point. Half a damn point. Need a rematch. Yeah. So (laughs) Dane is the current reigning champion on the Hungry Game Show on 37.5 points. Jamie is sitting there in outright second on 37 points. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty dicey, and uh, that point came down to my sister on the phone, my friend, getting the right answer for Dane to see him over the top wow. of Jamie in that. So that was uh, that was tense, and um, yeah, we'll see. Maybe we can work something out there. Uh, see if we can get a rematch between these two on a, on a different game. But uh, Miss Hart, what about you? Where's uh, where's your gr- grievances between Eight uh, Bit and the Hungry Games uh, and and all the Hungry Gamers? Uh, it just didn't do half the things that we kind of like wanted to kind of potentially do um the mention of like maybe a twitch stream like i know that we were trying to push for that a bit more this year but you know shit gets in the way things get a bit bustly it's you know so i guess uh the disappointment is on all of us and myself on not being a bit more forward facing and getting some videos out twitch streaming we got to look into doing it a bit better in the next year i think yeah, yeah, that that could encompass plans for for the new year 
So uh, maybe we can put some things on the slate. Not going to confirm or agree to anything right now because that is my problem. I say yes and agree to just about everything. It's like, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, we'll give that a go. Yeah, we'll do this. I'll do that. And I don't do most of those things. So I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going to sort of just fold say my no. arms on most things any on, on things now. And people ask me to do them, I'm going to be like, maybe. No. Think no. Dad said no. Yeah. So I'm putting my foot down and I'm only going to commit to things that I can get done. So uh, yeah, that's uh, one of my one of my grievances. I'm also going to say I've uh, got an internal grievance on myself for not yet playing slash barely touched Final Fantasy VII Remake, Disco Elysium, and Half Life Alex. So mm. three games that I want to invest some serious time into. Final Fantasy I haven't even touched, Disco Elysium, same, and Half Life I played for twenty minutes. So I need to really get back in and try and uh, reclaim my gamer card. Maybe some Diablo 3 in the new year. Outside of that, uh, my other grievances with yourselves, Dream, I was going to say you're still always late. That was in my notes here I've written on my offline doc. And uh, well, evidenced by uh, this this fourth square that is empty in our in our chat, he's uh, you know, justifying my grievance there. Miss Hart, you still haven't watched The Boys. Yeah. Still haven't watched an episode of The Boys. Yeah. Go watch it. If I love it, you'll love it because I don't like superhero shit. So, I like, I don't doubt it. I just don't know why it's taken me so long to kind of just turn it on. It took I'm me watching a few to watch Breaking Bad. So, you know, I haven't I'm watched Breaking Bad. God, there's another grievance. <laughs> and Kerbo, your social media sabbatical was gr- grinding my gears. You were, you were off the grid on the socials, but lo and behold, you're back. You're popping up. You're interacting. You're throwing controversial opinions out there. Did I did I remember seeing one right? And there was like a Lizzie McGuire one you might have done the other day. Was that you? No, it was Ali McBeal. It wasn't Lizzie McGuire. Ali McBeal you referenced the other day somehow. Oh, because you said <clears throat> uh, you were talking about that new Alien game, Callis- uh, Project Callisto. Yeah. Um, yep. And I said it, it's a Callista Flockhart origin story. Oh no! Yeah, no. there was there was some threads getting connected there. <laughs> um, they on that topic of that game, they just released the the Red Band trailer of it, which is a little bit more. Obviously, they usually Red Band are the unrelated, un, unrated ones, and a little bit more controversial. So check mm. that out. Uh, I just know what that game's going to be about because apparently it's somehow set in the PUBG universe. So yeah. go figure. Yeah, go figure. But uh, yeah, that's that's the grievances. It's fairly light on. Uh, Miss Hart, what about you? You got anything else you wanted to throw around the, the table on uh, THG or 8-bit or have you sort of made your piece and uh, we can chuck it over to Reese and then move on to the next uh, next question? I made my piece. Made your piece. Curbs, you got any other grievances? Yeah, yeah. My grievance is with you. Okay, I'm ready. Nah, it's just, mate, I feel like you do way too much for 8-bit and I'd, I, you've already touched on it that you're going to say no to some things and I appreciate that. Uh, it's just that, you know, you're sending me messages at 2 a.m. being like, you ready for tomorrow? I'm like, dude, I'm very asleep. Like, <laughs> you need to balance your shit better, boy, because mm. I want to see you. Look, I see you thriving uh, personally and I love that. Uh, I just hope that you're not slugging it out too much um, and I would like to see you delegate more. So um, be be asking me, be asking Ali. Don't ask Sam because he won't respond. He'll be asleep. But 
there's probably more people in the in the greater uh, 8-bit community that would want to support you with stuff that you need to do. So that's what I would like to see happen. Um, just because I I have love for you that I want to see you succeed. Um, and I just don't want you to be missing out on that precious sleep uh, and personal time. So maybe if you were freed up on you know podcast stuff, you could play more games. That's all I'm saying. That's um, valid. That's valid. And I, I definitely take that on board. Like That's one of my biggest biggest faults not only in 8-bit and thg but in life i have a very hard time chucking the old hand up and saying yo can i get a can i get a bit of help here but i'm getting better with it i'm getting better i'm learning to delegate and ask questions and take a step back and it's it's a process it's a process so uh no noted and, and i appreciate that and i think in the new year things will be a lot more balanced and leveled uh for not only myself but 8-bit as a whole and the way we want to take things moving forward so hopefully in the new year it's going to be going to be good for everybody involved and yeah i mean i need that meat i do have a lot of me time at the moment though like i'm binging so much television it's not funny like it is ridiculous the amount of shows and series i am just chomping through weekly mm. uh i'm i don't know where you're up to now with peaky blinders miss hart but i've just uh fallen into the fifth season this week already i've done the other four seasons this week so far can't remember. I was towards the end because we're waiting for another season, I think. I believe so. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and finally, my last grievance is with me. Just in, I need to be more active and I need to be more engaged. And the time I took off was to help me reset my focus on my life and just get my mind right. And I highly recommend everybody do that if you need to. Um, recognize your context when your context is telling you you need uh, to reset and find yourself, then, you know, focus on the macro problem, not the micro issue. Go and get your head right before you keep engaging in stuff. And, you know, I went and did that and it took me a while, but I'm back and ready to rejoin the fold and be my old self again. So that's all. Yeah, you, you certainly need to take like, we talked about it, I think, throughout the year where you need to take the time to look after yourself and do what's right. And if you do need to go off grid or break away from this, that or the other, do whatever you can to just just be the best you can be. So, uh, mate, it's it's really good to see that you're, you're doing better and, and sort of come out of some, some darkness like a lot of us have. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing, seeing what you get up to and what other crazy uh, Alan McBeal-based puns you're going to weave into things. So, uh, yeah, let's um, let's sort of uh, move into, I guess, forward thinking here and uh, what we're not looking forward to in 2021. Let's rumble! And Dodgy Dan, more delays. While they are understandable given the current climate, it still sucks. Nasty. Destiny crossplay. They need to announce controller-based matchmaking or it's going to be broken. Um, yeah, to a degree. I play a PC on control and I do okay, but I get what you're saying. Keyboard mouse always going to be a little quicker. But yeah, crossplay coming in the new year sometime, Miss Hart. You keen to be able to then rumble and raid and everything across Destiny 2 with everybody? Yeah, hopefully it like opens up my options on more people to play with. Yes, yes, yes. Huge bloke, repetitive releases, not Doritos chip. Young kids making more money than me playing games or on TikTok. I feel you. I feel you. These millennials just uh, getting that cheddar from from dumb videos or playing Fortnite and 
makes me feel like I'm 34 going on 75. So, uh, yeah, curse those kids and their new age social media apps. Reminis, PSVR 2. I'm kind of looking forward to some more VR. Even though I'll buy it and use it three times and it'll sit in the shelf for 12 months, I'm still looking forward to it. Uh, Tom, gaming social media. Yep, I think it's going to be continually accessible. Uh, Bonnie X101, Activision paid DLC that doesn't give you anything. Uh, Crispy Jerk, nothing really. So he's got a bit of a positive mindset for 2021. Good to see. Uh, Oz Console Gaming, GTA 5 on yet another console generation. And knowing and I knowing that I will more than likely buy it. <laughs> yeah, this game is becoming the, the new Skyrim. It's coming on everything. Yeah. It's out everywhere. The fact that it is a sell point for, for new gen now is still baffling to me. A game that's been out for many years and they're still touting it as almost this new hotness, but it's still selling. GTA Online still making gajillions of dollars. So why wouldn't you keep trying to get blood out of that stone? Uh, Dane Peavy, knowing I'm most likely going to be spending $359 on a memory card for the Xbox Series X. Dude, yeah. I feel you. I feel you. I'm bracing for that financial impact. Liam Hart getting a 3080. Star Citizen continuing to evolve and a new Battlefield, I hope. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we'll see. I think he's read that as like looking forward to in gaming, not looking, f- like as in not not looking forward to. So that's things he's keen for. Because, uh, yeah, he's been on that uh, NVIDIA 3080 axe grind for a while. So I think it's it's a positive reflection there. Mm. Mr. Leante, I'm not looking forward to Cyberpunk Fallout, honestly. Uh, it's so overhyped I'm thinking it's going to just have people arguing I'm sick of talking about the game and I'm sick of hearing about it uh, well sadly we ain't gonna stop talking like as in the the world as a whole about this game for many months I think it is going to be uh, one of the the sort of main discussion points uh, between now and god who knows the end of 2021 maybe when this game gets released in full yeah so Sorry, Miss Leante. It's going to be more Cyberpunk coming your way. Nobu, more and more Viking games trying to cash in on the whole Valhalla craze. Boo you, whore. I'm all about Vikings. Give me all the Vikings games. I'll be buying them. What about them, a but... Viking zombie game? <sighs> I'd still There you go, double-edged sword. Damn it, because I do poo-poo on Vikings a lot. Uh, Jakey G, turning 30, my life Jeez. is over. Mate, your life is just beginning. Uh, you know, we are early 30-somethings and uh, we're at the Get very peak. comfortable with being at home, very comfortable with never going out. It becomes very, very exciting to be by yourself, enjoy some food, enjoy some games, enjoy a few beers and go to bed at 10.30. Am I right, guys? Yep. Buying bed sheets. I'm still going to bed at like between 12 and 1 every night or every morning if you want to be that person. Just, just can't help it, but that's just how I am. Clayton. Still not having a PlayStation 5. God, be, a, be a sad 2021 if you can't get one of them soon, but hopefully you can. And then obviously uh, little Poppy can get to bed at a good hour and you can get some game time on that PlayStation 5. Sun Leo, continuation of the same old multiplayer games plagued with cheaters and MTX. I want companies to value their customers more, openly acknowledge we have voices and valuable opinions and stop making the quality of a game based on shareholders' investments. Make games based on creativity and heart. Worry about money afterwards. I dread this kind of game. Uh, I dread this kind of game producing is lost to the past. Not with indies. Indies are going in with what they want and what they have, like their ideas. So that's why I think we should be focusing way more on our indies. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. 
yeah, we, we get some triple A's that do obviously give you a complete experience with a, a great narrative and characters and gameplay and stuff. But yeah, there is a lot of what uh, Sun Leo is saying here uh, where it is just clipping that ticket, just clipping that ticket, but we'll see. Uh, it's Tilby, the pursuit of a PlayStation 5 when stock gets back to normal slash Skate 4 being inevitably delayed. Mm, yeah, that is bad. They haven't even announced a date for Skate 4 or gameplay yet. Didn't they just show the... Um, a couple yeah. of dudes at uh at E three this year where they're like, "Yo, we're building Skate 4. wasn't it? Mm. Wasn't it just like a couple of dudes, like a couple Greetings, of old dudes in kids. a studio? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was yeah, a bit disappointing, but that needs to happen. So yeah, Brent, everything being sold out. So uh, you know, I guess piling on the the lack of availability for hardware, software, and the like. Uh, sadly, it's going to keep happening. Jay, ready? More delays. And Jamie Penning, a Switch Pro with exclusives for this particular version. Uh, so I think he's read it too as what he's most looking forward to for 2021. Uh, so he's most looking forward to a Switch Pro with exclusives for this particular version. I don't want to miss out on Switch content, so locking it behind a premium version of a system like what they did for the new 3DS is going to be incredibly frustrating as someone who doesn't really... actually who doesn't really want to upgrade. So he is look, saying that is a potential negative for this year. So a Switch Pro, it's going to lock particular hardware and software behind this new version, which won't be backwards compatible to the current run of Switch. Yeah, there's also a strong rumor um, that it's not going to be portable. So um, that could really set the tone um, for the next Nintendo console, Switch Pro. Yeah, because that's, that's the best part about Switch, being able to it play is. it on the go. Yeah, mm. if have I'm to agree. if I'm playing at home on my telly, I'm playing my other consoles. Yeah, exactly, uh, and that's where Nintendo had the market cornered uh, for portable consoles. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I guess I'd have to see it before I really put my thoughts on it because I'd love to see some Switch in 4K. And I'd love to see some accelerated hardware so that we're not getting shitty, crappy ports like Empire of Sin and Mutant. Uh, road to eden but um let's see what it comes up with first before we talk about it yes indeed miss hart where where's your uh what are you not looking forward to for 2021 um i've written down the evolution of gamer entitlement and um how it will be warped between what should be a standard as a consumer and then just outright over demanding Mm. i think just like especially through this year and with cyberpunk there's going to be now this really like blurred line between like this company you know released a broken game and then just like people just being like i'm just unhappy and you need to give us this and you know so i'm I'm really scared that there's just going to be this blurred line between you know what should be standard and then when people are just going crazy over demanding so Mm. yeah that's uh that sense of entitlement in this industry is disgusting. And mm. I hope it doesn't get worse, but I feel it's just going to keep compounding. And yeah, that outright uh, outrage, sorry, that comes off the back of that just scares me. So I think it's going to be more of the same. We're going to get more heartbreak and disappointment from games not meeting unreasonable expectations that the social media community seem to pile on with this kind of stuff. Mm. So whether, you know, God of War that comes out next year or Horizon Zero Dawn or whatever it might be, Halo even, uh, they're going to have this thing so high up on a pedestal that 
the tiny blemishes and scuffs that this game these games will release on is then going to just get compounded and under the microscope and you know social media is going to start picking it apart and then attacking studios and all that kind of stuff like i'm not looking forward to more of that kind of shit it uh disgusts me and uh i'm also not looking forward to probably the complete lack of a dino crisis remake announcement uh i want that game and i feel i'm never going to get that game so uh capcom break my heart for another year i'm ready my arms are out ready to uh cop that emotional punch in the face kerba what about you what are you not looking forward to in gaming in 2021 uh yeah i'm i'm tacking on to a couple that have already been said but just i think um the context around studios when uh things happen and like when when a game gets released i just fear that everyone's gonna be like oh it's the next cyberpunk like oh i wonder how many bugs this one's gonna have and it's like just that that negativity uh I, i'm not looking forward to that uh, i'm not looking forward to resellers who take advantage of the market to find a popular item that everybody wants and they take it and they resell it for three times the price. I'm really not looking forward to that. I'm also not looking forward to most of our equipment being outdated in six months. Um, you know, you talk about the 3080, but I guarantee you by the end of next year, it's probably going to be. They're already talking about 3090s. They're already talking about them. Exactly. So, you know, I'm not looking forward to that. Um, and uh, I'm not looking forward to being let down by uh, delays and a, and a couple of things that might happen with some games that won't be 100%, but that's the life, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> that's life. That is life indeed. Uh, but maybe we'll uh, we'll sort of shift you into something. You couldn't smooth a silk sheet if you had a hot date with a babe. I don't know why I hit that either. <laughs> so it's been one of those mornings. All right, so we're going to shift the tone and uh, sort of throw it outwards. I don't think we really need to probably respond to this, but the last question we had, which was an optional extra for people to write in, was anything else you'd like to say or mention? So this could be anything industry-related. This could be show-related, life, whatever. So uh, we're going to go through this hit list here. And Dodgy Dan says, in reality, there is more upside than there is downside coming into next year. So many hype games releasing. The full potential of these new consoles will start being unleashed on us. And we must be getting some decent monitors coming out with HDMI 2.1 to play the Series X on. Merry Christmas, 8-bit. Uh, <laughs> Nasi, I fucking love you guys. Thanks for being some of the best gamer friends I know. Merry Christmas and pray to baby Yoda. The new year is kind to all of us. So uh, little Grogu, please look after us. Please, please, please. please. And uh, oh, yeah, Mandalorian season two finale. <clears throat> That's all I'm going to say. Huge bloke. 2020 as has been a brutal year in a lot of ways, but as a community, minus some examples, I think we have shown the world our true colors and how to adapt and thrive in otherwise isolating times. Mm-hmm. I think it's true. I think it's true. There's been a lot of galvanizing amongst the community and friends and family. Some people have been just pieces of shit, and uh, sadly, we're going to get that no matter what's going on. But for the most part, everyone in our immediate circles have been pretty great. Uh, not Doritos chip. Thank you for distracting me just enough to forget the world sucks. Aww. So uh, you're welcome. <laughs> Limo the Gnome. This, the, this year has been terrible and amazing all at once. Between COVID almost forcing my partner to return to New Zealand, my father almost dying three times in hospital. Jeez. I also got engaged to a woman I love and now have a booming business. I don't know what to say about this year. Aww. So that's a roller coaster. It mm. is. But Limo, the gnome, congratulations on the engagement and the business success. And hopefully 
Your old man's doing well positives. now. Yeah, focus on them positives. Yeah, and that, that's that's the good thing. Like that juxtaposition in what he said there, where it reads at the start like he's going to have the worst year of his life, and then at the back end of it, he's got all these other success stories to talk about. So that's great. Mm. Velasaro, let's hope twenty twenty wasn't a preview to twenty twenty one. Fuck, that's uh, that changes the tune pretty quickly. Remineers, you guys have got me through twenty twenty. Seriously, uh, crispy jerk. Have a merry Christmas. Dane Peavy, thanks again for another fantastic year, Legends, for showing up each week, keeping us informed and making us smile. Here's to coming out of 2020 a little wiser and stronger. Merry Christmas to you and your families. Much love. Same to you, Dane. Thank you, Dane. Yeah, buddy. Liam Hart, thanks for e- thanks for the easy listening. Mrs. Leante, blip. Nobu, <laughs> you guys are the only gaming podcast I listen to other than mine when I am editing, in brackets. And more power to the both of you and 8-Bit. You bring the humor and awesome discussions when it comes to everything related to the industry. I also love that you guys aren't shy about saying swear words, sexual innuendos, or even talking about how eating dominoes made you shit yourself. Keep it up, guys. Love yous. In your endo. Yeah, and out of my endo uh, from dominoes. So, uh, yeah. Nobu, thanks for that honesty. And yeah, it's, it's, you know, we want to have fun here. We, we don't want to filter anything. Uh, we do occasionally because uh, we don't need to full, want those full details on some of those topics. But uh, just trying to be real, trying to be honest around here. Jakey underscore G, happy holidays to you and your families. Morgan Phoenix, stay hungry. Clayton, keep up the great work and stay hungry. Son Leo, I realize I might have gone a little bit of... Oh, might have gone on a little bit of a tangent, but those are the concerns I have for the gaming industries. It's not all rainbows and sunshine... Though I hope I win, smiley face, love heart. So he's uh, he's angling for uh, one of these uh, prize pack giveaways. Uh, Brent says, how many dudes you know roll like this? Not many? Question if mark. Any. If any. Is it Scribe? Was that Scribe? Yeah, that, is scribe. that is Scribe. That is Scribe. God damn. How many dudes you know roll like this? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I don't I know, know anybody. anybody. All right, and Jamie, have thoroughly enjoyed listening throughout the year and even had an opportunity to participate with the APIC community. Merry Christmas to everyone in the APIC Collective and he's hoping 2021 is a much better year for everyone. So we've made it to the end of the episode. It's a Festivus miracle. It has been a roller coaster of a couple of hours here at the uh, Hungry HQ Satellite Studios, but uh, we've made it. Anything you two lovely individuals would like to say before we close this studio down for one last time in 2020? Yeah. It's good to be back and I miss your ass. Oh. Ass. Ass. Top that, Allie. I was about to say, I don't know how I'm meant to follow that up. No, just want to say thank you to everyone in the 8-Bit community, everyone within 8-Bit as well. Um, I hope that, you know, we've made it through this year without as many scars and um, everyone's happy, healthy, and uh, we lead into the next year with positivity and moving forward. So thanks again to all the support and here's to 2021. 110%. So yeah, thank you to all our listeners, friends, family, supporters, haters, everybody out there that uh, gives us a bit of attention, whether it be on social media, whether it be listening to podcasts, subscribing, rating, reviewing, all that kind of stuff. It means an awful lot to us. And I know it takes time out of your schedule to do all those things. So thank you for taking that time. Uh, And if you haven't already rated and reviewed and subscribed to us, what are you doing? Uh, That can be our Christmas present that we're asking from you. So please do that. 
uh, because we want those ratings and reviews to help keep the emotional lights on in our hearts going into 2021. But yeah, in all honesty, it has been a hell of a year for everybody. Uh, as long as we made it through, as you said, Miss Hart, you know, if, if we do have a few scars and a few bumps and bruises from this, that's fine. You know, at the end, at all that matters is we made it through. Uh, let's see what the next year brings us. But yes, just stay safe stay socially distanced uh depending on where you are in the world you know be smart about all that kind of stuff and just be be kind and be good to one another like uh you know hold your friends and family close over this holiday season uh enjoy your time off if you've got it and then uh you know get ready for a bumper 2021 where uh i think we're all going to be hopefully seeing a lot of positives in in life and hobbies and love and all that kind of stuff so uh yeah turbo Kobo underscore thank you for uh bringing your fine derriere onto the podcast here to uh, air out some of those grievances. Uh, no doubt we've probably got a few grievances we're going to air with Salim the Dream Abraham offline. Uh, but you know what? Thanks to everybody for taking the time to send those responses in. We will announce the winner just after this episode goes live sometime this week. And uh, we'll get those uh, postal details and get that care package out. Don't know if it's going to make it to you before Christmas, just with logistics and the nightmare that is australia post right now but it'll be with you between now and sometime in the early new year but yeah that's is uh the last the episode for 2020 uh find miss ali hart at miss ali hart find reese at turbo kerbo without the i or turbo tactics if you want to focus on his tactics later content find salim the dream at the pub and find myself at brendan 8-bit on them socials but until next time 8-bit nation much love. Stay hungry. <laughs> Nailed it. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture related podcasts from the 8 Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry.